0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on yet another rainy day here in the Capitol. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Robert Gardner, Director of Investments at St. James's Place Wealth Management, a FTSE 100 company with £117 billion of client funds under management. Robert, Hello. Hi Matthew. Welcome to the show today. Uh, we might as well dive straight in. What does the word leader mean to you?
1: A, a great question, and, and 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 I think that one that's become more more important than than ever. I, I think ultimately leadership is about being responsible for taking people from a kind of current situation to 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 a future state, and so that that requires a whole load of things. But ultimately, I think it's about creating a clear and compelling purpose and and vision and then kind of communicating that and then sort of following up and making sure that that you're taking everyone with you on that journey.
0: How would you describe your personal leadership style?
1: Great, great question. Uh, No, I'd I'd like to think people describe me as a sort of uh, visionary, uh, uh, one who, you know, tries to sort of, paint a picture for a better future uh for for people at the same time i you know I, i i hope people will describe me as sort of very approachable uh which is important because i think it's important to be able to have conversations about when things are working and not working
0: let's go back to the very beginning of your career when you were first starting out your working life were there any particular individuals or circumstances that formed the way that you lead today
1: yeah, I mean, I, you know, I first started my career at, uh, at Deutsche Bank, uh, and I remember, you know, uh, trying to seek out a mentor or mentors to to, to guide and 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 manage me. Uh, so one one particular person stands out, and I, and and for me, I suppose leadership starts with yourself, and you know, you need to lead yourself, and that's ultimately about hard work. That's about learning. That's about Continuous learning—you know—you can never stop learning. It's about ensuring that you don't just learn the domain that you're in, but you, you know, open your mind to external domains and, and and what you can learn from from that. So yeah, I can think of one particular individual in the kind of my first part of my career at Deutsche Bank. Of course. Do you be, want me to get one in? No, no, that's. About others? I don't,
0: no, no, no. no, no, it's, it's important to, to know uh, those early stages in one's career because it really does uh, put a strong footing for the rest of it. Now, of course, a big part about leading uh, a company or leading a division of a company uh, is leading people, and uh, as we all know, people are are not perfect; they aren't infallible. Uh, they do tend to have um, their bad days as well. How do you handle conflict within the workplace?
1: So, I actually think mastering conflict is is one of the key. Uh, you know, one of the key challenges of leadership, and and ultimately, I think leadership is about uh, creating effective teams. So, you know, how do you, how do you corral together a group of people with distinct skills and values to to come together and and solve a problem that that kind of none of none of us individually would 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 solve on our, ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so, the key to mastering conflict is this: creating the kind of like psychological safety. So, create an environment where we can disagree. So you know, you and I can have a conversation about leadership or and agree or disagree, but we kind of respect each other. Uh so it's one of kind of this idea of cognitive diversity, but shared values. Uh and and it's I think the job of the leader is to create an environment which kind of mm-hmm. defines those values and those behaviours. And and I suppose ultimately holds people to account when people don't 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 act in accordance with those. So if all- you get that right you, you create that safe space for healthy conflict.
0: So it's all about um, communication and respect.
1: Well, what, yeah, but I think the ingredients to that are defining the value. So if you and I don't know what the kind of parameters are around the behavior, then then we can't do that. So if, 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 we, if you and I were to go to a debate and have a debate, there's a set of rules or ground rules about debating, right. and you can have a healthy debate about, how things should and shouldn't be quite often you go into an organization or a team and people don't really know what the rules are the rule the, the rules are always there it's just whether they're written or unwritten and, mm-hmm. and that's kind of culture
0: so it's a good framework to have in place exactly now within st james's place do you have any mentorship schemes for your staff
1: uh, we we do we we you know, the, the business that we operate is, is a mixture of uh, a sort of partnership, which is uh, the, the the partners who come and work for us are self-employed, and we have a, a whole load of sort of frameworks to kind of support and mentor them. And then within uh, the employees of of, of the company, uh, again there are sort of internal mentorship schemes as well as external coaching schemes uh, for the more senior employees.
0: Say I was to walk in uh, to your firm tomorrow as your newest employee. What would your first piece of advice to me be?
1: So well, it depends whether you're a sort of graduate or whether you are joining. Say I was from, a graduate. Yeah, if if, if you are a graduate, I would say, look, your, your, your most important thing is, and, and this is a conversation I have with the sort of rotational graduates who, who who join my team are, Look first. Try and get an understanding of of what we do uh, in in our division. Be curious. So go and speak to people, and make make it your goal to try and go and have coffee or lunch with people, and really try and understand mm-hmm. what it is that they do individually, and how that fits together, so that you can sort of build a picture of what the team does and what that team does in supporting the overall goals of, uh, of, of the organisation as opposed to just go and sort of turn up at your desk and just talk to the people either side of you and, right. and do the tasks uh, that need to be done. It's, it's an and it's not an or.
0: So it become a it's bit more well-rounded within the organisation.
1: Yeah, but it's kind of ultimately it's about sort of building awareness about what is the function of your role and what is the purpose of the role or team that you're in and mm-hmm. how does that fit into the wider objectives of the team and how does that why did team or division fit into the, you know, the overall objectives of the company.
0: Now, if I was to ask you to objectively identify the greatest leader, living or dead, who would that be? It's a tricky one. I know.
1: Uh, you know, I mean, Nelson Mandela has to be up there. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. And yeah. do you feel that,
0: uh, we could take lessons from Mandela in the world of business?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think we can all take lessons from, from Nelson Mandela and, and, and what he did, and how he did it.
0: Now, unfortunately, our time together is uh, running rather close. Uh, so, before I let you go, what does the next twelve months have in store for St James's Place Wealth Management?
2: Well,
1: but first and foremost, you know, we we need to ensure that we leave our clients with a a sense of peace of mind. And, and, you know, as as you know, right now, in the UK and around the world, you know, people are rightly feeling concerned about what does the coronavirus mean uh, at home for us and our families, but, you know, in the broader economic world. At the heart of what we're doing is we're trying to ensure that people have enough money, uh, you know, to look after their future self. And on top of that, we also have a kind of more societal role, which is with that £117 billion that you talked about to make sure, That that money is a force for good. That we do have a world worth living in. And so, you know, day to day, we need to reassure our clients and remind them that they need to keep saving and investing for their long-term prosperity. And the kind of noise of today will feel uncomfortable and help them overcome that. Uh, Continue to help them with their kind of long-term financial planning in the context of a hundred-year life. And at the same time, as a business, we need to make sure that with the responsibility of 117 billion pounds we're making sure that we're engaging with the companies that we are investing in. And again, well, what are you doing about climate change? What are you doing about diversity on, on your on your boards? What are you doing about ensuring that you're, you're a better business for mm-hmm. tomorrow?
0: Well, Robert, it's been an absolute pleasure discussing leadership with you. And I very much hope you come back on the program at some point in the near future. Robert, thank you. Thank you, Matthew. That was Robert Gardner, Director of Investments at St. James's Place Wealth Management. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir Geoff Hurst.
2: Uh, We're now joined, uh, though, by former England footballer and still the only man to score a hat-trick in a World Cup final, Sir Geoff Hurst. Uh, Thank you very much for coming on today.
3: uh, You're welcome. You're welcome. Good afternoon. Uh,
2: And perhaps I should uh, start and get it over and done with. I know you must be bored with it, and uh, you've probably been asked a thousand times, but when you got out for a duck playing for Essex... Uh, A footballer, but um, whether it's business or cricket or or football, obviously the importance of leadership, it can't be understated, no matter what form that comes in. When you were at West Ham, uh, Jeff, and when um, Ron Greenwood first uh, uh, came along, he made obviously some pretty radical changes. Was this a man that genuinely inspired confidence uh, the first time you'd meet him?
3: Absolutely. I mean, he he was simply a a fantastic uh, coach or teacher, if you like, at the football. And uh, the, the quite always mentioned when we talk about Ron Greenwood, Harry Redknapp, who was played under mm-hmm. him, and has been very successful as a player and, and the manager over many, many, many years. He and He's come across many coaches, of course, and managers during his time over 15 years, I guess. He would still say that Ron Greenwood is the best coach he had worked with. he worked with. So you're very fortunate. I think you, you, re, you think you're lucky... When you come across, if you have a great teacher at school and uh, a great coach, as we had in Ron Greenwood, and of course uh, a great manager in South Alf so to come across people like that of that calibre can have a huge influence on your your career, of course, and, and then your life, and that's that's quite purely the case.
2: Absolutely, and in those early days um, at West Ham uh, with with a manager like uh, Ron uh, there. It's also important to have uh, uh, confidence with your other players. And, of course, they become your friends. Who did you look at to at the time uh, when to inspire confidence in yourself? Was it more? Was it Peters?
1: I think probably,
3: well, I was very fortunate to play with the talent of the players I did. Again, again, extremely fortunate to play with the captain um, of England and West Ham and Martin Peters who was a fantastic player. And some, as far as Martin's concerned, I think sometimes he didn't quite get the uh, recognition he deserved and what a wonderful player he was. In terms of inspiring confidence, I always probably say that the biggest influence uh, for me, I guess, would be the captain noir Although he was only uh, about eight months older than me, he graduated through the system probably three or four years earlier and played for England in 62, four years before the final Which uh, was absolutely, but I can use that now because it, it is quite funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we another time then. But we. Um, uh, well, you want me? I, I can tell you sorry. if you want.
3: You want? You got time? I can I tell don't, you if you want.
2: Jeff, go on. Go. On. I think I'd be, it would be silly if I said no at this point. Okay. So I was uh, doing it
3: at a dinner in in the Channel Islands, three or 400 people, black tie dinner, uh, guest of honour. Mm-hmm. And this occasion, I was speaking for about 20 minutes, then allowing uh, questions.